Hello and welcome to the Game Dev London podcast, a community of amazing people who love talking about and sharing their love of the details behind making games, whether or not they're actually based in London. I'm your host, Oscar Clark, and I'm on a quest to understand everything you wanted to know about Game Dev, but never dared to ask. And today I'm delighted to be joined by my mate, Hanukkah, who is not in the games industry. Uh, she is my actual friend uh, in the real world. Hanukkah, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing really well, thank you. So um, the reason I've asked Hanukkah to join us is because I thought we should explore the idea of what is a game. And in particular, I thought, well, let's kick that off by asking someone who is not in the industry. So rather than all the preconceptions of what we have as game designers and programmers and developers, let's ask someone who plays games. So, um, Hanukkah, um, I mean, let's uh, talk a little bit about yourself. Um, you know, uh, who are you and, and, and how come we're talking about games? Uh, yeah, I think I'm quite a hardcore gamer. I, I started when I was 10. Uh, still, still going. <laughs> 30, still going. <laughs> Thirty years later. Um, yeah, I uh, have. I just. I'm Dutch. Um, I ended up living here in England because of a game. Um, this is like uh, 2008. You came over, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 2008. I came over, uh, and yeah, I've, I've I've never stopped. <laughs> still, still going. <laughs> well, and we've known each other for most of that time as well, but. I think what's fun, what's a fun story to sort of explore, and very relevant to this conversation, and part of the reason why I asked you actually, um, is the reason why you came to the UK. Um, yeah. At least one of the kind of mo uh, the triggers of how that happened. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I um, started playing World of Warcraft. I before that I. I when I was young, I played Commodore games and moved on to the PC kind of games and then PlayStation games. And um, World of Warcraft, I'd never played an online game before uh, or any game where you interact with other people. And um, yeah, I, I saw it in shop, started playing it, um, still playing it. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I was I was walking around doing doing some questing and. Um, I needed some help in game and I did a bit of a shout out to anyone could help. And uh, some person turned up and we sort of joined and there was another guy walking around and I was like, Hey, come on, you're doing the same as we come, come and help. And he was like, uh, and I said, oh, come on. <laughs> so we started helping. And so we ended up questing together for a good two, three hours. And then we didn't finish. So we said, shall we meet up tomorrow again? So at the same time and do some more questing together. That was in the time when World of Warcraft still sort of required you to play with other people because now you can do nearly everything by yourself. But then you, you, it was really difficult. And yeah, so we just ended up doing that and we did that most days and the same sort of group of people and some other people joined and we had like a few me with classic thing going on yeah, me with three guys and we sort of sort yeah. of some, did some quests there did some quests there oh look i'm online what are you doing i'm doing these quests oh i'm also needing to do these quests let's join and we started chatting and started talking and it was all really nice really friendly and very fun and um yeah and then we we, we started sending emails like oh i'm gonna be planning to do this and this today what are you planning to do today and uh, yeah that <laughs> sort of got further and further and uh, and before you know it, you're getting <laughs> married and you're flying over and living in the UK. Yeah. So 
it, I mean, it seems to me that you know what you've described there is something quite essential about the, particularly World of Warcraft and the online games, is that that relationship you built that yeah. was. You know, it wasn't just some random person, although it, I guess that it kind of was. It <laughs> yeah. became someone who was, who was, you know, your other half, Kevin. Your, yeah. your, you know, um, and you know, so a real world relationship formed. Now, I mean, back in even even two thousand eight, and I I started um, doing online, uh, running online game platforms in the industry in ninety eight, so like ten years earlier even than yeah. that. But we were already seeing in those times that. The, the impact of game playing has a profound um, uh, connection that I think really changes the, the way that we look at what entertainment is. Yeah. So, so what was World of Warcraft to you at the time when you started it? What, why was that something that appealed to you? Uh, the, the box with the fairies. The box. <laughs> no, and uh, I'd like to probably uh, add that you and I share a very similar taste in science fiction and fantasy novels. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but it was it was just a box, and I had like this purple night elf person on there, and it was very nature like. And I thought, oh, I'm into that sort of stuff. I like, yeah. you know, and and. I started off with a druid because she, it could change into various animals and I liked the idea, but then yeah. I became a hunter because you could tame various animals, which was even more cool. Um, yeah, it, it, it was just a, the, the, the magical fantasy world that, that drew me in, that, uh, that I was like, oh, I, I want to be. And, and very, I think very much World of Warcraft pulled me into that fantasy world it was very yeah, it's totally. a very strong world where you yeah i don't know it no i totally get it and and the thing there's a lot of dedication involved in playing a game like that you've got i mean you mentioned it you've got to set up a time frame to come back on a regular basis you've got to have space in your life to do that yeah. you had to collaborate in that particular game quite extensively um you know, there's quite a barrier to entry, I, I think, for those kind of games. But it seemed like the the so was it the social payoff or was it the exploration in fantasy? Was it of the it. narrative of the world? All of it, really. But especially the social side is still now that I mean, um, I don't play that much anymore because they they've just pulled out yet another expansion. Uh, the expansion's been now for a year, I think. And at one point, it, you've you've done all the quests, you've, you've you've seen it all, and then I get a bit bored. But the social side sort of pulls, still pulls you in a bit, um, mainly because I'm on a like a WhatsApp group with some guildies, and on a Saturday they go, oh, we really need some people to come and do some DPS, and I go. Oh, okay, then I was going to sit in front of the TV, but I'll help them out. <laughs> I got out and they pulled me back I'll in. I helped them out, you know, and it's just, it, it, I, I um, made a very conscious decision to quit gaming for a bit when mm. I, um, I, I gamed literally to the day I gave birth. <laughs> 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 what better to do in your maternity leave than well, exactly. games? Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, then when until my daughter was about two-ish, two and a half, I, I didn't game at all because I, I, I felt I couldn't, like especially a game like World of Warcraft, you can't just stop because you'll die. You can't do any group work because you're putting the rest of your guild and your group members at risk if you're doing a, a dungeon or whatever. 
um, and and you go, oh sorry, my child's just crying. I, I'm, I'm just trying to leave. <laughs> it, can't, uh, it just doesn't that. work. But that's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I think what it says about there's a, a kind of changing behaviour in uh, what you need from a game. So you know, behaviour is the wrong word, but um, there's you, you go through modes of uh, different stages in your own personal life. Yeah, changes the external needs that you've had that get in the way of the game. Yeah, and a lot of games don't really pay that much attention to the fact that somebody's life style might change, and some of their needs might change. Did you find yourself uh, looking to other games instead? Um, every time when a new, like uh, at one point, this was quite early on in World of Warcraft, I think they brought out Rift, and a load of our guilds all decided to do the uh, beta testing for that. So we yeah. ended up basically with our whole guild doing beta testing for Rift. But then when Rift actually became uh, came on the market properly and became the proper game. I don't think many of us decided to play it in the end. And the same happened for Lord of the Rings Online, and the same happened for Star Wars Online, and the same happened well, for The Elder Scrolls Online. And this is it. So you just mentioned, so you didn't just play World of Warcraft, you went off and you played Lord of the Rings Online. Well, I did I beta testing for nearly all of those. Um, yeah, yeah. And, but I never ended up really playing. Played, I played most of them, but never up to a level where I did raids or any dungeons with other people. Sure. Always just a bit of questing, level up some characters, but no, not even ever any to the end level. Because I just, I don't know, World of Warcraft always pulled me back in because it was my original game where I knew the people and it's like, oh, you're here and I haven't seen you for five years. <laughs> yeah, it's a nostalgia thing, isn't it? I mean, it I is. never got hugely into World of Warcraft um i i played for three months and realized i'd probably get divorced if i had played it any longer <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> there's a story there too, I'm sure. uh but i mean i remember playing running 59 back in the day i i i, I can go back as far i'm so old but i remember playing the uh the muds in particular shades which was uh, a thing over a dial-up modem but i mean it's interesting that a lot of the games you've played have had that kind of um um, you know, kind of massively multiplayer kind of feel to it. So, you know, you mentioned doing yeah. a lot of the beta tests. Um, what, and, and you, kind of, you mentioned this, that you've never had enough of a draw to keep you in those worlds or to make you want to do um, the kind of social aspect in the same degree. No. Is, what, what was the reason, what, what, what barrier did you have to doing that? I think in some, some of the games, I don't think the social aspect was that strong. Like a lot of like in, when when we started World of Warcraft, and you see the same again happening now in World of Warcraft as well. But when we when I started it, you needed other people. There were a load of things you couldn't do without joining other people. And the way to join other people was to physically ask them. You there wasn't yeah. a button you could press, and then you ended up in a group with a random bunch of people. You did the thing, and then you're done, yeah. and you leave. Which is what's happening yeah. now. So that's what they've changed. They've changed making groups easier, so you can be completely anonymous. You can never talk to a single human person. You can just press a button. Yes, I want to join a group for this. They chuck you all together in a group, do the thing, you leave. But then that wasn't possible. If you wanted to, if you had a quest with a bunch of elites, you needed another person's help. You couldn't do that by yourself. No. So, no. You were sort of forced to socialize with other people. Yeah, and but it's interesting how that became so much of a glue for your yeah. attitudes for games. But that was that also point. kind of the reason why I 
quit um, the Lord of the Rings online because by the time I was, so I played it a lot slower than a lot of other people. And I found that I did need help for doing quests as well, but there was just no one to help. So I yeah. got stuck because I was going, I need help for these quests, but, but most people who were playing Lord of the Rings, they were already a lot further on and they weren't doing those quests. So yeah. that world was just empty. There wasn't enough people to, 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 to do stuff with. And so it was too hard. And then oh, I, I, get it. I get it totally. I mean, it's interesting as well, because um, I, I realized that I didn't play World of Warcraft as much, not just because I knew I'd absorb me too much, but actually, because I'm a very, even though I love social games, I'm a very yeah. anti-social player. I want to go and do it solo because yeah. I, I mean, like we hardly ever see each other because I'm always ruddy working. This is... um, so I always try to do things like this and, yeah. and talk about games. So let's talk about some non, so we talked about the beaters. What do you play games outside of the sort of massively multiplayer? So I mean, for example, do you do stuff on your phone? Um, yeah, like I that? play loads of games on my phone. <laughs> um, mainly word games. I'm sort oh, of yeah, I love I love word games. Just all the yeah, there's a few that I've been playing for a very long time. And again, they're sort of social because you play them against other people, so you do need to find yeah. some person to play. Are with. we talking about things like words with friends type? Yeah, and like that sort of stuff. Yeah, and I have one that's called uh, crypto or whatever. I don't even know what it's called. Cross, cross. That's what it's called. And um, that's like a, a, a game you play against another person and it's just with letters and words. And there's like a little quiz game in that asks you questions and you have to fill in words. I do play, I have played those games where you have to match up things, but I get really bored of those after a while because... <laughs> the... But it's interesting, what language do you choose to play in with those word games? Always English. Always English. Do it in Dutch. If I do it in Dutch, I tried it in Dutch. I tried Word with yeah. Friends because my Words with Friends that I was playing, the, the yeah. guy I was playing who who was my friend who introduced me to it, he was Dutch. Yeah. But I can't I can't do it in Dutch anymore because I can just only <laughs> think of English words <laughs> and no, I never any Dutch words. And it's like ah. <laughs> so it's interesting to, to think about that because it kind of it makes the kind of the way you think about a game, isn't it? If you're if you're if you're yeah. here all the time, you're talking English all the time, I can see why it just becomes natural. So uh, so that kind of like, it's interesting how the socialization seems to be a key part to you even there. And also what I think is interesting is that I think it's a common thread in terms of puzzle solving to an extent. Yeah. But it's a very different genre on your phone to yeah. your... Well, I like your... my phone wants to be just something that I can do really quickly. And, yeah. and and just leave when I want to leave it. Not not a game like my, my daughter at the moment is very much into a game called Snake IO and Snake IO and and she loves it. But the thing is with that is she can't you can't put it away. Look, you have to keep on going until until and and if you're really good, you can sit there for half an hour and you can't stop. You can't. <laughs> we had to park. No, we, no, we had to... Absolutely. <laughs> and I, I think that's a really interesting point. So in terms of like the mode of use as I, I like to describe yeah. it of a phone game is very much about I think that ability to be able to distract whenever you're ready to yeah. but then if something has to be done to be able to put it down you can just put it down and walk away and it doesn't matter nothing's gonna nothing's better I think that's a really happen. key aspect of yeah. that kind of experience I think yeah. I, I find myself spending large amounts of time playing those games um, you know, I can find myself getting distracted and just keep playing, 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 playing. But yeah. if it didn't have that break, 
if I couldn't just put it down, yeah, I wouldn't play that game. Yeah. Do you feel the same, or have you got different experience? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I, yeah, I think I do. Because I don't, I, I, at the moment, that is one of the reasons why I'm not playing World of Warcraft as much, mm-hmm. because I'm in a new guild that I've yeah. only just joined last year. After my guild just was became so inactive and basically just completely fell apart. There's only so little. <laughs> online and most of our guild joined this guild to do dungeons with so in the end i just swapped i swapped guilds after 12 years of being on the same you followed the crowd i followed the crowd i was like i'm gonna join the other guys they're more active but i at the moment i have very little time to play so i don't want to show my face online and then they're gonna go oh you're online do you want a dungeon you know we need you for a dungeon and 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 the, the trouble is is at one point they were I mean, I don't want to beat my own drum, but I'm I'm good. I'm good. I know I'm good. I'm not at all surprised. <laughs> and, and I think I've actually watched you play once as well. So yeah, and I'm at one surprised. point they they um they they'd been doing a dungeon and they they did it for like three three weeks in a row on a Friday night. They tried it and they really struggled. And then um just the first boss, just cutting the first boss down, they just couldn't really do it. And then I said, oh. I'm quite happy to join. Like, yeah, well, I have nothing to do tonight. I, I joined. And, and yeah, within three tries, we killed the first boss. And, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's a... Um, but, but it's something I can't, I can't just quickly do. I can't just quickly log on to World of Warcraft and do like one quest and then walk away again, which is what I need at the moment. I need, need to spend half an hour because yeah. I'm, I don't have the time. I'm so busy at the moment, and so many things to do, and I'm tired, and my shoulder hurts, and I can't. I just can't spend two hours in a dungeon. No, and this is the thing, isn't it? You know, a lot of the uh, games like that have such a time commitment, and not just the each, you know, not just the one off. It's a regularity. It's a yeah. You know, it's a basic bit. Right. Some people say if you're a proper. I mean, I've not, I, I haven't been a proper raider since after I after I had a child. But before that, I was I was quite. A, proper raider yeah and if you're a proper it's like a job yeah. you know you have to do you have to do your homework or you have to study youtube videos and you have to you have to read up on your stats and do all your calculations yeah. and get all your gear and it's it's hard work it's not it's, it's not easy See, uh, that's what makes you a harder core gamer than me because i'm too lazy to actually do any of that work. yeah i just dump in work out what's going on and I'll get okay, but I'll never get good because I don't have the dedication. But that's the same so, with Kevin. Kevin yeah. Mildenhoff, he's the same. He just can't, he just can't really be bothered with all that. He likes to join in with a bit, but he doesn't want to do all the work and he doesn't want to go and, and, and do all the, the gear. And, and and I like it, but I like no, exactly. I'm very obsessed with things like, oh, look, I'm the, I'm the second best DPSer. <laughs> Exactly. I better get better. Um, yeah. so <laughs> what, would, what, yeah, what would a designer need to do to drag you? I mean, to you, what? Um, so what I'm trying to get to is I'm trying to work out what is a game to you. And obviously, we've really kind of nailed down that this kind of massively multiplayer, you know, skill, um, social, immersive narrative personal journey all these things are qualities that seem to be really important to that kind of game would you expect or want that kind of level of depth in another kind of game or would you i mean obviously not because the word games there's less depth in there but they do have that yeah 
intellectual draw. Yeah. So I'm kind of interested to know what what a game looks like to you. Um, it's difficult to say. I was I was talking a tiny bit with my daughter about this, but because certain games she plays, and there's a few things I really don't like in games. Yeah. I don't like that when you've been trying something really hard for quite a long time, and then you lose everything you've done before. And yeah. you have to start all over again. That really just doesn't work for me at yeah. all and will never work. That's why I never played um, the, the platform games like Super Mario stuff. I hate well, it. Absolutely. I can't do that at all. <laughs> and, and you'll um, never play um, uh, Dark Souls. Yeah, that you'll hate that. So trust me. You'll yeah. just hate that. Yeah, no, I want something that, because I'm, I'm Gloomhaven. This is my newest thing. Yes. So at the moment, I'm playing Gloomhaven on Steam. And I, I was playing the the the, 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 the better version basically still and yeah. they've only just yesterday or the day before brought out the real proper version and I did oh, my I very first I, I've got a copy somewhere uh, yeah. up there um, <laughs> I've still never played it I, it's, I it's, it's so good it's so good we've been playing the actual Gloomhaven board game for three yeah, years that's, now. That's what I've got up there. Yeah, yeah we've yeah. played it for three years now because we just don't because of COVID and we didn't man, we didn't we don't manage we only managed to meet up once a month and once a month we do one scenario so we're probably going to be playing it for like another three years yeah exactly <laughs> but it's well, really I, fun and the, 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 the game on Steam is, is, is basically very similar um, and it's really nice. But the very first real proper campaign I played, I took three characters. They were all on beginning level. I was playing the normal version and I spent an hour and a half. And in the end, I died. I lost. I was defeated. I was like, no, I'm just not going to do this anymore. I'm going to go back to the, the trial version and do this. <laughs> well, I mean, this is interesting because... Um... I, I often call that designer BS because there's a lot of people who who learn game design by yeah. loving games. I mean, you mentioned yeah. Super Mario and stuff like that. And I always hate, I mean, okay, it's a, probably a little unfair to sort of um, just blame the, the sort of Nintendo games because they do a lot of good things too. But that history of it's okay, it's part of the punishment of you yeah. failing. Why are you punishing me? I'm trying to enjoy myself, and you're punishing me for not doing what you told the me. The thing is, as well, is all the the things I was playing, I knew what I was doing. I'd done it before, and I, I was like, it shouldn't be this hard. I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm quite, yeah, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be this hard. But, um, yeah, I like, and and I think. World of Warcraft is a subscription game, and I think still one of the uh, one of very little still going in that way, where people just pay a monthly subscription. And I pay, I pay, and I I don't play for months, and I'm still playing, yeah. and it's quite a lot. You're, you're, uh, yeah, you're their uh, favourite <laughs> like, I've been it. doing this for. I mean, I, I've obviously taken a break a year here and half a year there and half a year there. So, but I haven't been playing constantly for thirteen years. But I think there should be a thing where they go, okay. You've been paying us now for 10 years. Now, now you just don't have to pay anymore. Like, you've been done. You know, like a live subscription. Like, we, I have for Lord of the Rings, I have a live, a live subscription. You just pay yeah. one big lump sum of, like, 80 quid or whatever, and then they were just like, okay. Yeah. But things I also don't like with games like, certain games like that, and I've seen it in other games as well, like phone games are quite... Is that at one point, you can't go on unless you spend quite a lot of real money 
buying something because that without that you you can't play and i don't i don't like that i like well it's a barrier so i mean i know why people it do it it's, it's trying to sort of replicate that try before you buy but i don't think it's really understand i think it fails to understand what the free-to-play model is supposed to do in my head in my head we should be selling you value that you care about that improves yeah. the game the game itself is the playing field and we have a shop that gives you more fun things to to engage with. exactly like like you can buy like for example i mean in world fuck off you can buy with normal money you can buy mounts you can buy pets and i do mostly around christmas because they're half price and i go you know what I'm going to buy myself a nice mount and then and then I buy myself a mount or you could buy you know things like that and and I I guess that's that's nice but if I if I would need to buy like my my health potions because otherwise I can't play or my you know it's just not I don't I mean it wouldn't be a bad to have you know to have the yeah, chance to have buy a health potions potion. for both yeah so so that's because like for example the 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 game time you can decide yeah. If you like to spend hours and hours and hours farming stuff, you can earn enough money and then you can buy game time with in-game money. But yeah. you can also use normal money and actually buy it and then sell it and then get in-game money. And that's something I do like is that you have both options. And Kevin plays um, Star Trek Online and yeah. he's completely addicted to Star Trek Online. He plays it every day and like all, all day I hear about all his ships and his commanders and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. into Star Trek, so it's not my. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I played it for a short period of time, but not. Yeah, in that game, you you can you can achieve certain things by just doing very lots and lots of hard work, or you can just buy it with real money. But you have the choice. So you go for will if I want that, I can either just pay money and be lazy, or I'm just gonna spend the whole weekend working hard and get the same thing. Exactly, and I mean, have you? Um, have you played any games with battle pass type elements to them? So, like where you're buying something, but what you get for that is you get to unlock more things. Is that a model you've seen? Because um... I don't think you play the first person shooters, do you? No. No. no, I don't. I'm thinking if I've had any of that sort of because I've played loads of different phone games where at one point I had to start paying for things and then I was yeah. like, oh, God, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore because I'm ending up. There's another game you can go money. play. Yeah, I'm spending too much money on on something and um, the game I played, the crossword game I play, you get three free boards a day and you can buy more, but. Yeah. Um, so I occasionally, if I really fancy, then I pay like a pound and a half yeah. for some extra boards. But yeah, which is fair enough. Yeah, you know, I mean that just a little bit extra, sort of, you know, to dip in and expand what you're doing. Yeah, um, but I, mean, but I don't have exactly. to. It's... No, no, exactly. I mean, this is the thing for me is that I, I think it's okay as long as you feel there's value in it. Yeah, exactly. Um, it sounds to me like you do. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like we kind of touched on this as well. So you you've got interest in board games as well, and I can't remember if you do if you, you just pick, play on PC and mobile, do you, or or do you do you have console? I can't remember. I had consoles. You had a console. Yeah. I have a console still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a PlayStation Two. <laughs> 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 yes, I, uh, I used it over lockdown 
to play yeah, yeah. Um, to play Guitar Hero. So reason why I bought it. Guitar Hero Metallica came out. I was like, I'm, I, I need this. <laughs> yeah. So you now got me wanting to go and uh, see if I can dig my stuff out. I'm sure that would be quite a laugh. Every once in a while, I think, oh, kind of fancy doing this. Yeah. I, I do. I do remember uh, enjoying that tremendously. Guitar uh, Hero. Um, okay. So I mean, let, I mean, bottom line really is, I, as I said, the the aim of this kind of like conversation is really to sort of get my head round to. How somebody who outside of the industry looks at the gaming industry and particularly looks at what a game should be and can be. Obviously, you've got lots of specific interests yeah. um, around the MMO space, and you've played a lot of those. You historically played you know, games on things like the Commodore and so on and so forth. So you're you're a proper gamer. Um, but uh, and and so is Kevin, obviously. Um, but I think I think as I remember, your sister isn't. No, how? What do you think is sort of tr triggers that? I mean, is it is it is? It's almost like I'm trying to work out is is games. I wonder thing? whether it's a thing. Like I was trying to, I had a conversation because um, I I home educate um, yeah. my daughter, and what you see a lot in the in the home educating world is that kids at one point start becoming really into a game, and then that's all yeah. they want to do, and they spend hours and hours and hours on Minecraft or Roblox or Fortnite, and then the parents yeah. go like, oh my god, and all they do is game and blah, 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 and then other people say, oh, but it's okay, because you learn things from gaming, and then they go, oh, don't believe it, I don't want to go outside, <laughs> and I'm usually the, the person who goes, um, I'm, I'm a gamer, and, and it's kind yeah. of good to be a gamer, It is. but yeah. I really looked up at it, because our daughter, who's nearly nine, she isn't a gamer. She she likes playing the occasional game, but if there's anything other that's interesting going on, she'll drop it and she'll go and do whatever. And um, I can completely disappear in a game. Like, because um, one of my friends was saying, I had this conversation on Wednesday, and one of my friends was saying, she said, but I just don't get it. She said, I say like, oh, but do, don't, you know, shall we go outside? And he goes, no, I don't want to go outside. And she says, I need to just playing games over going outside. And I was like, yeah, I do yeah. too. <laughs> I get exactly. it. Like I, I choose games over. Everybody yeah, chooses playing games over over socializing with his friends. Yeah, I I do that too. <laughs> because sometimes I need I mean, to emerge myself. I just yeah. need. It's the emerging into a whole yeah. world that's where I can disappear in, and and it's like reading a book. Yeah, I guess. it's that kind of mental kind of like. Uh, I mean, you, the, the word emotion is too easy in some ways. It's like exactly what it is, but it's that that sense of like dissolving into yeah. that experience and i think it doesn't necessarily even mean that i don't want to spend time with my friends often my friends were there too that i yeah. mean to your point about you know why world of warcraft keeps dragging you back oh i had it i had this the, or when i was in my when i started playing world of warcraft and i was sort of in my end 20s and at work and um, they'd say, like, they would talk about TV programs or whatever and things. And, and, and that they all knew I was a gamer and I thought it was really weird because it was all girl, it was in a pharmacy, it was an all girl environment. And people were just like, oh, it's a weirdo playing games. And, and, and they would say to me, oh, but that's just really not social. And I was like, okay, so how many people did you talk to this week outside of your colleagues? Because I talked to a 70 year old guy from Sweden 
who's in my guild. I talk to a 60-year-old lady in Germany who's in my guild. I talk to a 16-year-old boy who lives in England who's in my guild, who I socialize with three, four times a week. And we talk to each other about all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And 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 I'm pretty sure you're not doing that sort of same socializing. No, <laughs> for I'm some sure reason, still people still see it as some sort of antisocial thing. And it's like I think the common threads for me about what you were saying is that we're talking about shared experiences. Now, uh, we're hopefully going to be sharing those experiences in an online way with other people. But one of the interesting things about games is that we essentially get to share an experience that has been predefined by someone else um, and to be immersed in that experience regardless. Yep. And that ability to be immersed and still have autonomy so we do things. Yeah, I think that's the magical part of what makes a game work. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, and I was just earlier. I was thinking about the whole question. It's just like, what? Why are people gamers, and why? Why they're not? I was still thinking about that, and I also think that it takes a certain. Um, I think for some people, they find it scary because hmm. they 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 don't know what what to expect or what to do and you have to learn a lot of new things you have to be open yeah, to problems. yeah and and just all sorts of, of of weird things like how do you do this how do you do that how and and i think a lot of people get a bit scared by the whole fact that there's this whole thing out there and it's the controls it's the uh techniques the yeah and the funny thing is is in like other people really like ad adventurous real life experiences they like jumping out of planes or going mountain climbing or whatever i find all those things absolutely terrifying yes, so, exactly. so i think the fact that i can experience exciting things in game but it's really safe because it's not actually me <laughs> that might also be part of the appeal no i totally get it and, and you do feel a sense of dread when your character is in the circumstances, a massive dragon's coming over the front and you're trying to fight them off and, oh my God, I've got enough hit points. Exactly. It's terrifying. It is, but it's safe. Like yeah. like the adrenaline kick you get after, especially when you're doing like a raid and you've been trying to to, to, to do the same, uh, the same mob for like, you know, five days of raiding where you've tried it again and again and again and again and you can't manage because the mechanics are so complicated because you have to drop this and do this and run there and jump through here and do this and blah 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 make sure you're not standing in that and it's just so much stuff and then when you do it you stay alive at the end you just go like, oh my god oh that was a, oh and and i guess other people do have that feeling from other things yeah, I mean, you mentioned books earlier and that ability to feel like you got completely absorbed in a book. I think there's a lot of parallels to that. Right? But what I often say is I think that the books are nouns and games are verbs. What I mean by that is a book is a, is a passive experience. I mean, it's not entirely yeah. passive. You are still emotionally responding to it. Yeah. But you have no choice yeah. in what happens. Whereas a game, a, a game you have a choice, I would argue. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. And what was I thinking earlier? Um, 
Oh, I had a thought. <laughs> it's <can't laughs> out of my mind. It was about the books and the emerging into a world. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, oh, I think some people might need that more. That was it. I think some yeah. people, and I think some people are especially with gaming and the certain, not so much with reading, but I, I listened to an amazing podcast where someone was saying uh, about uh, coming into a school and finding like this sort of dark basement where it was yeah. a bit smelly and there wasn't any natural light and there was just a bunch of kids behind computers and that that's not a good thing. And then the guy doing, who was the one being interviewed, he said, okay, he said, so the exact same experience, except then they were all sitting reading books. He said, how would you feel about that? And then the guy said, well, I probably think that might be slightly better. And he was like, yeah, but and it really isn't because it there really is so much more you get from gaming than you get from reading. I mean, reading is just reading. And at one point it was it at one point it was only deemed like real proper reading. If you were reading some sort of scientific book or a history book or an action like other than just a, yeah. the random novel. Whereas now we're in the world where we go, oh, my kid's reading a novel, you know, oh, that's like <laughs> some sort of preferred thing other than being and i think a lot of people find that when they're gaming they should be like i have that i i i'm thinking oh i really really need to clean my kitchen but i also really want to play gloomhaven yeah i'm just gonna play gloomhaven and i'm fine with that but i think there's a load of people who feel like they're being lazy they're not being productive they're not doing anything they should be going out there they should be doing whatever whereas uh, yeah so that makes me think about the word games though because obviously what we said is, you know, we're talking about games where we're making something happen. We're yeah. the ones choosing. But you're playing a word game, but you're just solving, a, generally you're solving words that already exist. So where, yeah. why is that a game still? What makes that still a game? Um, oh, that's a diff- I don't know. I think it's, I, I, I like it because, well, the game, I, the word games I play, they, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's just a thought. I mean, I, so I kind of make, I make dumb arguments. I like the winning and the losing of it. I like the getting yeah. more and more points. But if, I don't even really care that much. If I've lost the game, I'm just going, oh, I kind of lost it. It's not even really that I'm really that bothered. But I, I do, I like to feel... I like to feel smart. <laughs> I like to go, oh, I managed to solve all these words. <laughs> it's, I suppose it's the act of solving that's going on there. Now, yeah. I do think there's there's an argument, there's a difference if you want to get really picky between a game and a puzzle. That's not a value statement. I think they're all very valid. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe it's just a lack of language we've got because I think there is a difference in terms of autonomous experiences versus resolution experiences. Um. But I don't like I mean, like you say you the, you like those games because of the way they make you feel the way because they make you think they make you yeah. engage yeah but you're not immersed in them in the same way are you or oh are you? no not at all I usually play them whilst watching TV <laughs> that little part of your brain that's like like nagging at you you can satisfy it with a little little word yeah and i'm just i'm watching tv and then and then i look and i go oh what is this thing building in rome and i go what is that building in rome and then i'm watching tv and i go oh i know the building in rome (laughs) it's just you know yeah i mean um so i mean just to sum this all up it sounds like you know obviously clearly you love games and i think we've talked about this in the point of view of what makes a gamer as much as what is a game yeah. and it sounds to me like what we're saying is that 
Um, there is a certain characteristic of uh, some gamers, at least, uh, people like us, who seek our escape in our minds, not yeah. necessarily having to seek our escape in a physical world. Yeah. Um, I think probably we'll find that there's a massive spectrum and a massive range of people, and that's kind of part of the joy of what this podcast is supposed to be about, trying to find out all of those aspects of what makes... Um, gamers tick or makes gaming oh, tick i found out my mom is actually also quite a gamer because my mom will literally oh, yeah. set time aside in her day to do her game she has three games that she plays on her tablet and she will actually say like no i can't we're not i'm not gonna go and do this yet because i first need to do my, my games i need to do my daily in my solitary game and she plays like solitary she's playing or like or something what, like that comes what of game is she playing she plays this uh card game which yeah. is not it's the one with with free cell but she right. plays in it's like a, a an elaborate version with dailies and quests and yeah 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 scores and, and she plays this other game which i played for quite a while where you have to find about 10 items in a picture and then when you found it's a storyline and and you have to solve the story by going from one zone into another to another and you're like in buildings and in sheds and in gardens and in whatever and you have to find all these objects yeah. and then with the points you get from that you can build a world and the world's like you make a garden and a house and you buy like a little oh, like, yeah, like mansions and mansions or one of those yeah something like that. and she plays that a lot she likes that a lot so i mean but you would would you describe your mum as a hardcore gamer i'm assuming not well, funnily enough, I, 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 I think because obviously the age she is, I mean, she's nearly 70. Yeah. She, games have only just become available to her. Yeah. And I remember when we had a PC, um, the, we, we, we had a PC really early on. I was one of the first kids in my class who, who had a PC. And we started, um, there was only like Minesweeper and, and Pashance on there or something. Like that. Solitaire. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember my mum played a lot of solitaire on that, and so did I. And we had like this little score thing going. Um, yeah, yeah. But she's never obviously, you know, she was a very busy working woman with a, I don't think, but she was always very much into board games. So she was always, yeah. and that was obviously the only game available to her. And, um, so it's and think, now because she has her own tablet she's yeah. discovered the world of, of games on the tablet and but she is very much she will play every single day and every day she puts time aside for it and goes no i first need to finish my game i'm sorry oh my <laughs> she says to, to her grandchildren i'm sorry grandma can't play with you now because i first need to do my game <laughs> yeah that makes so again this just strikes me as i i think what we've done here is we've really hopefully challenged people's expectation of what a hardcore gamer looks like and you are one of them no question about it and mm -hmm. i i now understand that your mum, who i have met uh <laughs> must also be a hardcore game which i I'm i think if by. you give her something like world of warcraft that she'd understand it and get into it i think she'd be playing it for hours. she probably would so I think what's happened in this game industry, which has exploded, as I'm sure you know, um, has the number of choices and the ways that we can play games, the kind of things that we define as games, whether it's a physical board game, whether it's a, a computer game, or it's a puzzle, whether it's on PC, whether it's on console, whether it's on mobile, all of these things can be game. And it's that, that ability to be able to separate ourselves from the uh, the day-to-day the -day of life and do something which allows us to explore some 
aspect of social or personal or narrative life. That, to me, is what I think makes games special. Um, Hanukkah, on that note, I'm going to say thank you very much for, for being my willing guinea pig on this. So uh, Thank you very much for having me. It was really uh, fun. Great. Brilliant stuff. Thanks, Hanukkah. And thank uh, so I'm going to uh, say uh, thank you to the people who are watching the podcast. Um, uh, hopefully you've got something out of this. I, I love chat. Oh, no, it's been great for me because I haven't had a chance to catch up with Hanukkah for ages. Um, but also... I think what this has helped remind me is that our expectation of who a gamer is and what gamers want is always um, blinkered by our own expectations, our own experiences. And the more we spend time listening to the diverse audiences that are out there, and increasingly that means everybody who's playing games, whether you're a 70 year old woman or if you're a, a, a cis white guy sitting in a, a top hat, there are so many different varieties of people playing games for all sorts of different reasons. And on that note, uh, this has been uh, your Game Dev London podcast, and uh, I will uh, say goodbye. <laughs>